You're listening to Purpose Inspired, a podcast series by myself, Wayne Visser. This season is based on my book, Sustainable Frontiers, Unlocking Change Through Business, Leadership and Innovation. Unlocking Change Through Corporate Transparency Trends in Corporate Accountability Information has never been more readily available. Technology presents citizens with far greater opportunities to engage with sustainability issues than ever before. Corporations are more actively courting the views of stakeholders online and are also increasingly expected to disclose their performance to interested and affected parties, as well as to contribute towards an ongoing dialogue. Against this backdrop, my think tank consultancy Kaleidoscope Futures sought to ascertain the key trends related to corporate reporting, sustainability ratings and crowdsourced information. I present some of these findings in this and following episodes, including the following 10 trends. Trend 1. There is an explosive sustainability reporting growth, but from an extremely low base. Trend 2. We see a proliferation of reporting standards with mandatory disclosure on the rise. Trend 3. There is improvement of data quality and quantity, driven by emerging information technologies. Trend 4. There is a shift from corporate to value chain data, with traceability becoming the new watchword. Trend 5. We are seeing the increasing importance of sustainability ratings as a driver of sustainability performance. Trend 6. We should expect a consolidation of sustainability ratings agencies due to competition and questionnaire fatigue. Trend 7. There is a rising demand for more transparency by rating agencies to counter low levels of trust. Trend 8. There is a drive for social media to go beyond being used as a marketing channel to being used as an action research database. Trend 9. We see the growing use of crowdsourcing as a stakeholder engagement tool, allowing proactive anticipation of issues. And Trend 10. We are witnessing a transformation of the power of connection into the power of collaboration. In addition, I will share more details about the following five insights. Hyperconnectivity makes responsiveness more possible and less likely. Value action gaps make stakeholder feedback more collectible yet less valuable. The wisdom of the crowd can, without validation, also become the tragedy of the commons. The openness of open source is questionable when values are a filter. And questions remain about accountability ratings when the guardians are not guarded. Explosive sustainability reporting growth. Since reporting on sustainability began in the early 1990s, catalyzed by the disclosure requirements of the EU Eco-Management and Auditing Scheme, or EMAS, and subsequently promoted by the Global Reporting Initiative, GRI, and other institutions and standards, it has continued to gain momentum, 
and is set to continue into the future. Despite this impressive growth, however, the number of companies reporting on sustainability remains a tiny minority. Generally, it is only large, high-profile branded companies with more than 500 employees that have the incentives and resources to report any information. According to a Bloomberg analysis of 25,000 companies, three-quarters did not report any sustainability performance information. Viewed against World Bank estimates of 120 million companies globally, the numbers of sustainability reporters are minuscule. Whilst businesses are generally enthusiastic to promote positive performance they have achieved, transparency tends to be rather more limited when it comes to describing their failures or ongoing challenges. Some corporate reports are validated via third-party assurance, but many are not, although statistics do point to an upward trend. Overall, the increasing level of corporate transparency from a very low base is significant. Furthermore, the wave of transparency is expected to continue over the next decade, especially as more emerging economies come into line with international norms and stakeholder expectations. Proliferation of reporting standards Although more corporate sustainability reporting is taking place, this is being done against diverse issues with different national, sector and international standards and indices being used. New changes driven by political interests continue to appear at both national and multilateral levels. For example, India's Companies Bill made CSR reporting for large companies a mandatory requirement, thereby imposing legal reporting requirements on around 16,000 businesses. And the EU agreed to amend existing accounting legislation to require public interest companies with more than 500 employees to report on social, environmental and diversity matters. We expect further developments in national regulatory frameworks to shape the transparency landscape and force companies to report in the future. Besides mandatory reporting, market forces are already providing de facto regulatory pressures, with stock markets contributing to the multitude of reporting standards. Reporting on specific material issues is increasingly necessary for companies making statements in their reports to investors and regulatory filings. Many of these disclosures are typically boilerplate warnings about risks from legal action or natural disasters, but represent an important trend nevertheless. In terms of voluntary standards, the Global Reporting Initiative, GRI, with their sustainability reporting guidelines, are already well established and widely adopted. GRI has also issued uh, various sector supplements, as has the Sustainability Accounting Standards Board. This trend towards sector-specific reporting will likely continue. In contrast to the GRI, the International Integrated Reporting Committee, IIRC, is pushing for the annual financial report and the sustainability report to become integrated. Its international framework uh, is still relatively unadopted, 
and may or may not become the norm, we'll have to see how long that transition process may take. Whilst reporting against specific standards has increased, on the downside, the vast proliferation and diversification of standards has also led to market confusion at the investor and consumer levels. A simple way to describe the repercussions could be more noise, less signal. According to Mark Toule, Program Manager at the Global Initiative for Sustainability Ratings, GISR, there are over 600 ways to describe the issues affecting corporate sustainability, and there are over 1,500 indicators that express and measure this. What is missing across the standards arena, therefore, is greater clarity and more coordination. It is hoped that over time convergence may and should occur among GRI, SASB or SASB, the IIRC, as well as other reporting frameworks like the Carbon Disclosure Project or CDP. Arguably, the global reporting community wants to see fewer but more material disclosures on ESG or Environment, Social and Governance issues. But even if convergence does occur, the question of discerning performance excellence still remains fluid. Improvement of data quantity and quality. The tools that companies use to report on sustainability remain rudimentary, primitive even, compared with those used for financial disclosure. Very few companies are still taking advantage of innovative technology to report related information. For example, by 2009, no companies were used uh, were using the XBRL uh, to tag data or Web 2.0 technologies to create engagement and dialogue with users of their primary report. Nevertheless, progress is being made. GRI worked with Deloitte to establish an XBRL taxonomy for ESG metrics. In the United States, the Securities Exchange Commission requires XBRL tagging of financial data according mature taxonomies. This will expand the definition of integrated reporting well beyond, beyond uh, the scope of company-generated reports published once yearly. Now that Bloomberg has entered the fray, it's only a matter of time before users can do their own data integration in real time. Notwithstanding the immaturity of sustainability reporting tools, significant amounts of quantitative non-financial data is streaming into the public domain. It is inevitable that advances in big data analytics will start to be applied to these sustainability databases. Data volumes and databases are getting much larger, says the managing editor of CorpWatch, assisted by the significant increase in data automation. Hence, data structuring, searchability and signposting will become at least as important as weaving a qualitative narrative. Shift from corporate to value chain data. As the value chains of global corporations become larger, longer and more complex, there is growing demand by civil society organizations, governments and customers for disclosures on the sustainability impacts on and of suppliers 
as well as the social and environmental impacts of products and services across their entire life cycle. There are certainly trends towards companies increasingly exposing internal data sets to selected stakeholders. Information is being published through a combination of online data repositories and continuous releases of news to a self-selected group of users. David Siegel, author of Pool, a book on the power of the semantic web, calls this change from a lead-push to a pool-follow model of transparency, whereby stakeholders can interrogate fractal or multi-level corporate performance data. He predicts that over the next 10 to 20 years, it will change businesses' interactions with users, but the pace of change will depend on several variables, including the semantic web infrastructure that is put in place, among many other factors. The Transparent Economy Report by Volans and GRI predicts that sustainability reporting will increasingly build on a database of ESG information and data packaged in different formats with different stories using different communication channels and media in order to match the diversity of stakeholders' expectations. Raw data alone presents its own challenges, Whilst quantities of information are soaring, analysing it, spotting patterns and extracting useful information will conversely become harder. What really matters in the future is how it is organised and made accessible. No doubt, big data can potentially have a great impact when analysed and presented correctly. Hence, we can expect more calls from stakeholders for data, both public and private, to be made far more readily available. There is some irony here. Over the past decades, the production of commodities has globalized at a staggering pace, and yet our knowledge about the production of those same commodities has actually shrunk. Sustainability, the consultancy, observes in their signed, sealed, delivered report that a key transparency trend relates to the traceability of products through their entire life cycle, with strong arguments put forward that the sustainability movement needs to deconstruct and evolve the old model that combines standards, certification and on-pack marks. Among the pioneers of product-level sustainability reporting are Patagonia, which launched their Footprint Chronicles way back in 2007. Walmart, although not a leader on transparency, gave a significant boost to supply chain reporting when, back in 2009, they announced their intention to create a worldwide sustainable product index to uh, screen their 100,000 suppliers. Sustainability director formerly at Interface, Ramon Aratia believes full product transparency using life cycle assessment allows consumers to see where the greatest positive difference can be made. Accordingly, he and others call for more benchmarking to provide real transparency, thereby allowing customers to make meaningful comparisons in their purchasing decisions. A number of organizations already do important work in this space, uh, such as We Green, making information on products and supply chains available to people when they purchase or invest. 
One instructive case in this area is Nike's Making app. The app is powered by the Nike Materials Sustainability Index, a database that was created by Nike over a seven-year period using publicly available data on the environmental impacts of materials. In their first release of the Making app, they included 22 materials that are most commonly used in apparel and home goods. They plan to continue to evolve with the next iteration, including materials that are relevant for footwear designers. All materials in the Making app have a material score that aggregates environmental impacts in four key areas, chemistry, energy or greenhouse gas intensity, water or land intensity, and physical waste. The higher the score, the better the environmental footprint of the material. Making also allows users to rank materials by each of the four key impact areas. Scores for each impact area are calculated based on specific indicators.